What up, what up, what up, what up, y'all? It is your host of the Let's Talk Music Podcast. My name is Kareem. I also go by the name of Keys. If you follow me on Instagram, the gram is Keys to the game. That's Keys with a Z because the S was taken. But the whole primary goal of the platform, as well as this podcast, is to enlighten as many independent artists as possible. I like to teach tips. I like to teach strategies. I like to inform artists on the latest and what's new and i like to give them motivation because it's rough uh this road is very rough it's a very difficult road to travel there's a lot of ups and a lot of downs and motivation is definitely necessary now i know it's been a while since y'all heard from me on the podcast i've really been going through a lot man i've been dealing with medic- medical issues um, you know, like I was been dealing with, you know, just the regular woes of trying to run an Instagram profile and be a content marketer. Um, you know, like I just ha- I had a lot of setbacks. Um, and um, I'm, I'm doing my best to bounce back. So I'm here today and I come with a guest. You know, when I come with a guest, it's always something special. Lately, I've really been on this kick of getting to know a lot of people on Instagram who do the same thing as me. Um, I, I want to keep us all united. You know, that's just one of my personal goals. Uh, I'm just always for working with people and not against people. Um, you know, and that's just that's just me. That's always been me. Um, so, yeah, like I'm just trying to bring as many of those people up here on the platform as possible and just exchange thoughts. Um, you know, different people come from different areas and different uh, perspectives, and they just come with just a different way of bringing you um, you know, certain things, you know, some people have a different way of explaining it and it could always, uh, add on to, you know, the thoughts that you've already been having to it or help you articulate your thoughts even better. So, you know, that's why I brought the special guest up here. His name is Tom. But before I get into the interview with Tom, um, I want to give an announcement, very, very simple announcement, nothing too crazy. On my Instagram right now, I have a quiz. The quiz goes by the name of the Release Readiness Quiz. The reason why it's called the Release Readiness Quiz is because it makes sure that if you have new music coming out, that the music is ready, okay? One of the biggest problems that I've seen from artists is that they release music and it's not even ready. There's like certain elements missing to it that could literally be integral to its success or its performance and people just go ahead and push music out without even thinking about these things so because i've been paying so close attention to what's been going on i decided to make a quiz so i highly encourage that you take it even if you have music out right now it's still worth taking the quiz to see where you may have fell short with the music that you put out. And it's never too late to improve it or it's, it's never too late to get it better, to get it right the next time. So take the quiz, whether you have music that you intend on putting out soon or you already have out soon. It's, it's a simple quiz. It takes two minutes. It's going to open your eyes to a lot. And the shocking fact about the quiz is that 95% of the artists that take it end up finding something wrong. And if you, if you think I'm lying, Go ahead and take that quiz right now. So without further ado, that was my last my, my last and only announcement, by the way. But without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring Tom in here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to queue up the interview between he and I, and you're going to hear some really, really awesome tips. Um, his perspective is, is it's great. It's very great. And, you know, me telling you right now is doing not, not, not enough justice. So I'm going to go ahead and roll the interview between he and I. Make sure you have your pen and your pad ready, your 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 laptop ready to take notes or something. Or make sure you save where you hear a big gym because you're going to hear a lot of them. Either way, 
here goes the interview between Tom and I. I really, really hope that this hits home for you all, and I'll see you all on Instagram. Yeah, so um, I'm, my name's Tom Chaplin. I um, basically run a music management agency called The Collective. I work with emerging artists, independent artists um, in the R&B, hip-hop, um, pop space, I'd say. Um, generally love to work with music that I'm really passionate about so that I can kind of come with, with the right energy every day. Um, and then I also run a marketing arm to, to, to that company called Tribal, um, based off of a lot of the work I did uh, during my music marketing masters. Um, uh, and we basically aim to build community um, for artists at different levels. Uh, so we look at their story, uh, we look at what they're saying, what they would like to say more of. Mm, um, dope, dope. Uh, yeah. And then from there, we, we kind of build a mar content marketing strategy. Um, and it all depends. I mean, it's a very tailored experience to the, to the artists that we work yeah, with. It sounds like it. Yeah. Some need a lot <coughs> less help in kind of coming to their brand because yeah. I find that a lot of artists that have around 10 K 15 K, um, they kind of know what they're trying to say, you know, um, and they've been consistent with it for a little while now. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we go from there we look at um where their sort of super fans are already um we look at kind of building out community in those areas so we do we do a, a, a range of services we do three services that that kind of build up the focus of our work uh, one is brand narrative um so going through um what their music means to them, who they feel they are as an artist, mm. what they like to speak on, um, what they'd like to say more. Um, and then we kind of lay that out into content and then build a paid advertiser, which is the second stage content marketing strategy. Yeah. And, um, and then the third stage is paid advertising, which is obviously reaching out to um, the people that they're speaking to already, looking at reaching out to newer audiences. Yeah, it's all very tailor tailor built. You know what? And that is absolutely phenomenal. I like it. I already oh. like it. Like, <laughs> I liked it the moment that you started talking about it. I think that that's awesome. And I, I want to say thank you for even taking the time to come up here and talk, talk to me because, you know, you're, you're one of the, the soldiers out there yeah. that are, you know, putting yourself, putting yourself, your sanity, because I know it probably drives you crazy some nights trying to put all yeah. this stuff together and manage it. Um, but yeah, you're, you're sacrificing all that to help artists out there. And that's what, that's what they need. That's mm. what they need, you know? So, so music has given so much to me, man. And I've always yeah. felt like I'm just trying to give back at the end of the day. Um, I've had some crazy experiences so far that have taught me a lot. I worked, uh, coming out of uni, um, I've done a lot of theoretical stuff around, around audience creation and brand partnerships yeah. and how that was shifting, you know, looking at things like how the U2 and the iTunes thing kind of really fell on its face and why it fell on its face. Right. Looking at why, I don't know if a lot of people will remember that, but I think iTunes, mm -hmm. like seven, eight years ago, they, U2, yeah thought that it would be a good idea to give everybody their album for free without thinking, okay, maybe not everybody wants a YouTube album, you know? And right. um, 
we're looking at why that fell through, looking at why Rihanna and Puma's done really well, um, and just plenty of other examples, man, and figuring out why certain brands align with certain artists and why not. And it all comes down to narrative, you know, um, yeah. to what they what they kind of represent. Um, and yeah, and then I worked at Ultra Records for two years um, as a digital marketing system. I was doing some A&R for them and um, basically got a band signed to them that I loved and that were friends eventually uh, after having kind of been to all their shows and got to know them. Uh, they signed a deal um, with Ultra and it just didn't work. You know, I was fairly naive at that time, I think, about the industry and uh, <laughs> and it, it just, you know, I think they felt a little suffocated by the creative element of having A&Rs tell you whether a track was good enough to be put out. Um, and so, yeah, and I fell a little bit out of love with the idea of working for a major. So this is why for the last year and a half, I've been in just handy. Trying, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mm -hmm. good, it's a good space. There's a lot of, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of indie, indie artists. What do they say? There's like 40,000 songs. Is it a day yeah. or is it, is it a day or a week? I can't I think remember. it is a day, man. I think it, it is, is a day. day. That's wild. Yeah. But it's beautiful <clears throat> because yeah, there, there's no longer these gatekeepers that were once there for artists to put their music That's out true. for artists to market their music. That's true. Mm, and there's, there's a, an, and in that, obviously there's so much more work to be done for the independent, but at the same time, it means that you can, if you're making like emo rock or some crazy anime rap, like you can find yeah. an audience, you know, without, yeah. without it having to be a, a, a proof of concept that is, that is kind of based around money. You know, you can, right. I think Gary V is somebody that speaks really well about it is if you can find a thousand people that will oh, a thousand true fans about that yeah yeah I yeah think kevin kelly or something that, that wrote that theory and and that's that's like a lot of the idea around tribal it's a lot of what we try and do basically is um is give tools to independent that's artists dope. to, to that's build dope. community and monetize that community that's that's interesting that you mentioned that because i have a program um I call it the music accelerator program where I work one-to-one mm -hmm. -one and it, it's literally like the same exact mission that you have with your company. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's based off that a thousand true fans method. Cause I just love it so much. It's yeah. so, it's so, it's so genuine. It's so pure. It's like the best, in my opinion, one of the best ways to have a very solid organic fan base of super fans, like not mm -hmm. even just like cold people, like, you know, like, these are these are people who are literally ride or dies for you you know mm. so yeah that's crazy um so like i would imagine that just like i have there's just some common things that come about when you know we're working with with our clients and let's dive into to to those to, to the most common things that you see um yeah if i could start off yeah. i'd say practical ways to gain fans is like one of the top things or the most common common issues that they come to me with yeah you know, ways that they can actually get real live fans you know people mm -hmm. who will comment people who like engage um and i usually i usually recommend like uh something as simple like uh 
like looking at the people who follow, who follow them for the day and then mm. sending them a voice note mm. and yeah. And then, and then after you send them the voice note, you know, you welcome them or in the voice note, you're welcoming them. You're saying, Hey, like, I appreciate you following me, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. be the first person to extend the, to start the conversation, get the yeah. conversation going. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So that's like one of the practical things that I like to start to start off telling people. Yeah. I think that, Whenever I'm running, for example, a follower campaign with with one of my artists, I um, I say to them, like every every person that is following you is potentially somebody that will support you for the next 10, 15 years. So something so personal as a voice note, yeah. you know, reaching out, being like, hey, hey Tom, thanks so much for 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 coming on the journey finish it off with the question as you say just to kind of open that conversation like where are you from uh what would you like to hear next from yeah. me what have you liked the most so far that i've put out and then um, and yeah use the spaces that we have digitally to to conversate and engage fans for sure um yeah if i'm going to build on that i'd say um from a more kind of um overarching perspective is is what's your story you know like yes what makes you unique, you know? Right. And, 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 and a lot of the time it takes writing things down that, that you're doing kind of already. And even you can find it in your lyrics to your music, like what is your story? And, and, and because a lot of the time I think that when you create music, it comes straight from, from the heart or from, or That's from right. a moment of spontaneity. Yeah. Sometimes it's quite difficult to be like, it's only when you listen to the song, you're like, okay, that amazing about me or that's really interesting but it's how you can use that to then build a brand you know and to build uh, a touch point where people are like okay um that's what he's about or that's what they're about and all of Mm -hmm. a sudden become intriguing and um and memorable you know i think um Yeah. yeah 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 that's that that's that's funny that you mentioned that too because that's one of the first things that that I always try to start to start artists off with is thinking about your brand. Like that's mm. probably like the most practical because, because if you continue to move on without knowing what direction it is that you want to move in, then what output do you expect from what you're doing? You know, mm. what you're doing is not focused. It's not mm. targeted. Um, you know, it kind of is the complete opposite of everything that you're actually trying to do. (laughs) And I think that it puts you, it allows you not to get pulled left and right by what's trending. Yes. um, So to be like, okay, this is a long-term thing and this is who I am and this is going to be my journey, you know? And it doesn't mean that you can't change, but it means that you're kind of staying true to yourself. Um, Yes, right. And that's, and that's such a great thing with the independent space is that you don't have anybody telling you that you should be doing this or that. You really get to right. decide for yourself. Right. Um, and yeah, and then when it is about building fans, it's like once you know what your story is, you know where you sit in the culture. And once you know where you sit in the culture, you know where your potential fans are, you know? Yes, like, Exactly. And then you can find the access points to those fans. Boom. So blogs, uh, what playlists are they on, you know? And then you yeah. can really start to be very, very um, intentional and deliberate yeah. about the way that you go about your marketing and things like that. And I also find that 
a great thing about really understanding what your brand is, is that it then actually reflects back into your process. So all of a sudden, you know who you are and you know what your key angles are to your persona. All of a sudden, you're writing songs in line with that because it because you've you've kind of spoken it into existence and you sort of know and you you know that that's your story. So then you can start to really write that story. You know, that's a big gem. That's yeah. a big gem. That's a big gem. I wish I had like a button that I could like smash <laughs> that just said like big gem alert. Big, yeah. yeah. Maybe nah, for the next that's, <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. Branding mm-hmm. is really the root of it all. I mean, it just makes it easier to do everything. Like the moment that I understood my brand and and, and I really took the time to think because I saw the effect of what I was doing without the brand. Yeah. And then it was like when I realized what branding was. Um, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, let's back up. And then once I rerouted and I figured out exactly where I wanted to go with this, it was just, yeah, it was was gone from there, man. Like it was curtains. It accelerates things because all of a sudden you, you have a sense of ownership, you know, And, and, and it really allows you just to get creative with things because, you're not trying to do, I think the the common thread with creative people that are not very successful is that in our DNA, we want to try a million things. You know, yes. we're always bouncing off of one thing or another, and therefore it's hard to consolidate, to consolidate like a, a sense of identity. Right. And, you know, and I think that once you can actually focus um then you can just get so creative with it and you're 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 not doubting anymore you're not you're not kind of lost in the wind as they say you're just kind of moving in one direction right so i think we've pretty much talked it up to before you even start i mean if you're already marketing and stuff like that maybe this would be you know a moment for you to reevaluate if you Mm. haven't really thought about branding um Branding is going to be the very first step that you'll want to take throughout your entire journey as being an independent artist. Um, So you start there first and then everything kind of just falls in line Mm. after. Mm. So let's let's slide to number two. Uh, Number two is how to release and promote music. That's also another common. Yeah. When I have my coaching calls and I look at the, 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 what's the name? the form that people fill out. There's a questionnaire they have to fill out and they have to explain, you know, what they struggle with the most. And I noticed that releasing music and promoting music were something that I got pretty frequently. So that's why I wanted to include it in here. And I'm sure you get a ton of questions about that. I mean, uh, I honestly, I wouldn't even know where it's such a, and, and for the audience, for everyone listening, here's, here's a tip. When you ask a coach or any type of consultant a question, especially uh, pertaining to music, if you ask if you ask how to release music, it's such a vague question. Try to be specific about what it is that you ask. Because it can be it can be vague if someone just asks us, you know, how do I release music? Because I get questions like that in my inbox, like on Instagram, quite frequently, and I'm just like. <sighs> that's at least like two or three hours worth of explanation. If we were to dive into that topic, yeah. is there anything in specific? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the question does come about nonetheless pretty often. 
And I just, where, where, do, where do you start here? I'll let you take the floor. Where do you generally start with that? Yeah, kind of so, so when I'm looking to work with an artist and if I think that we can work together over a, over a rollout, it's like, do you have a bank of music um, that is that is strong enough for you to be releasing six to seven singles over the next 12 months? Mm -hmm. Is the music cohesive? Um, do you feel like it? it's at a level that you want it to be before you release it? Um, yeah, that's what I would say basically initially um, is, are you really ready to release? Um, how much work have you put into your craft? Because ultimately you're breaking through, you're trying to break through a very noisy ecosystem. Um, and if your music isn't on a level to be on playlists and to, to, and to, to really help you get noticed, then I would say spend time on your craft until you have a strong catalog of songs that you can actually plan a release rollout with. And then once you have a bank of songs that are finished, it becomes a lot easier because you're not trying to, um, you're not trying to rush to meet. And then I would say from there, set deadlines for releases, give yourself a, maybe a six to seven month plan of how you're going to release. Um, and, uh, and make sure that you set deadlines for mass delivery of the master delivery of, um, promotional material, delivery of videos, um, and then start to, um, start to put in deadlines for press pitching. Uh, so manually press pitching to outlets mm -hmm. that you're about to feature in, mm -hmm. uh, submit hub pitching, which is a great tool for independent artists. Right. Um, and playlist pitching as well. I think there's like, yeah, some essentials there, um, that you can plan out a release schedule with. Um, but I'd say, make sure you're sticking to your deadlines and make sure that your music is strong enough to, um, to, to really do you justice. I think that a, a lot of artists are having trouble figuring out how to release correctly because mm. they've a, either never been taught yeah, and because they haven't been taught that leads them to doing B, which is mimicking what they are interested in, which would yeah. probably be their favorite artist or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So they're seeing what their favorite artist is doing and trying to imitate those steps. Yeah. But the jaded part about that ideology is yeah. it may bring you results because, you know, you are putting yourself out there and yeah. there, putting yourself out there is definitely the, the right way to go about it. Yeah. But there's, strate there's strategy mm. in between that. And when you're mimicking somebody hmm. who already has success, has went through things that you have yet to go through yet yeah. to unlock certain levels of expertise in the mm -hmm. business, you know, you can't skip all that hard work. Really? You can't skip all that hard work because that's how that person was able to develop the way that they were. Yeah. So I'm just seeing a lot of people that they're skipping the hard work. Mm. And, and sometimes when you tell them about the hard work that's got to go into it, they get a little scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure you've experienced that. Of course it's overwhelming. Um, but this is it. I think that when you don't know, when you don't have a plan, then obviously it does feel overwhelming. Um, but you just need to start somewhere and yeah. uh, release music and, 
maybe just do a couple of things that you can manage. Um, I would say if you have a release in two weeks, three weeks time, then ideally you want to start, ideally you want to upload your track uh, maybe six weeks before you plan to release it, let's say. And then that, that gives you a little bit of time to say, okay, what's realistic uh, if you're just starting out, maybe, maybe you could aim for 5,000 streams. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then you can say, okay, how am I going to achieve this 5,000 streams? First of all, get your music up on all distribution platforms. Uh, DistroKid is one that I use a lot that I love. I know there's many of them. Um, and oh, then, yeah. yeah. And then look at ways that you can, begin to fulfill that 5,000 stream goal that you have. So you could think, uh, okay, it would be great for me to get on three, four playlists, start sending you, go and submit, Hub, create an account and start, start, start submitting your songs to ideally playlists. There's a, there's a selection you can, you can filter just playlists. I think it's a really good place to start. Right. Um, Right. Right. Yeah. I often do, I'll do playlisting and blogs, uh, and then I'll do some radio as well. Um, and you can get really cool coverage through Submit Hub. Then off the back of that, off the back, maybe maybe you hit like 4K streams through through that. Off the back of that, you can then go back onto Submit Hub and you can maybe just try some influencer um, pitching yes. and, and have people use you use your track in a story, in a post, in a TikTok. And then all of a sudden you can start to build a few numbers on your, on your socials as well. Um, you know, I think always trying to think, okay, how can I build, how can I build some momentum on socials? How can I build some momentum on streaming platforms? And as soon as you see that happen, um, then you start to have some data to build with and, um, and, um, and yeah, and um, and then on socials, as we were saying earlier, start to interact with everybody. You know, like yeah, it's got to be a mix. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta have the stuff that the loading stuff, because that's why you take the time six weeks, mm-hmm. uh, six weeks in advance, because certain things take time before they get approved. I think that's a thing that a lot of artists don't think about. They, mm-hmm. they think that they can just show up at a certain time and then yeah. something's done in a day or two. No, these people are getting lots of music bloggers uh you know playlist push submit hub those platforms mm-hmm. are seeing a very high volume mm-hmm. that that has exactly. to be reviewed so it takes time to be able to um to make sure that you maximize off your release because certain things just require that of you but i see what you're saying it's like mm-hmm. you gotta think think a few steps ahead about you know what can i do next to keep this momentum going yeah. it's literally a big game of momentum that's there's it. so many tools and resources out there yeah. to keep the momentum going. Mm-hmm. It's just at that point, it's how creative are you? Yeah. <laughs> how creative, how creative do you want to be? How creative are you? How fast do you want to get to whatever your goal is? Mm-hmm. And, you know, do you have a budget that's going to help you get there? Yeah. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? If not, then there's still other things you're not counted out. There's still other things, but you know, those are the main things that you have to consider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it all, and, and you can consider as many options as you want, as long as you give yourself time to prepare. And this is the thing. Yeah. Yep. 
and, and you have to it's it as an independent even as a manager i feel like um basically uh an independent label because you as an independent you will have to you will have to at least consider every aspect of marketing promotion um, and learn a little bit about it you know like learn a little bit about these concepts learn what they involve um if you want to build an audience you have to understand how the ecosystem works yep yeah. not just how the music creation works right and that's usually <laughs> that's funny because when i'm on clubhouse that's like that's a part of my introduction i always mm. i always uh, introduce myself and say that my one of my primary duties is to get artists to not think so much on the creative side but more on the business side because yeah. creating the music is like the smallest to the to the creative it feels like the biggest everything. it yeah. feels like everything to them and rightfully so because that's their art form you yeah. see what i'm saying totally. however however with all due respect mm. in the business world in the business mm. arena that's just a that's a product that's yeah. why <laughs> that's why they have up in terms in publishing terms these songs have upcs they literally have digital barcodes yeah. because they're they're products at the yeah. end of the day. And yeah. you know, that's a mindset shift that yeah. all artists must go through yeah. if 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 they want to experience longevity here. This is it, exactly. I mean, some of the best artists are ones that really have a hold on the business side of things. Like you look at Jay-Z, Jay-Z, you look at you look at Drake, you know, they understand like they understand royalties to a certain extent they understand they understand branding they understand um and this is going far down the line but the quicker that you adopt at least 30 20 percent of a business mindset compared to 70 percent of a creative mindset then you can actually approach situations where you don't feel overwhelmed you can walk in to a, a meeting with a major label and you won't get screwed over you'll be able to see your worth as a business and to yeah. maybe negotiate a partnership over a deal in a which dictatorship it, it dictatorship <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah exactly and this is another thing that i basically aim to do and it's kind of like our sort of niche is like working with artists around 10k we will help you build a proof of concept and monetize your monetize what you're doing um and then you can go to a label with a proof of concept and all of a sudden you can you can talk about a partnership rather than talking about an employee contract basically you know and yes, i think it, yep. what it is for independence like understand the reality of the situation that you're putting yourself in uh because then you won't be setting yourself up for disappointment at the end of the day mm. at the end of the day and that's interesting that's good we kind of we we slid into the topic of uh publishing royalties mm. because the third <laughs> the third um a topic on the list was going to be branding but i think we pretty we we we, we got that one mm. they, they got that one from the first point but mm. i do have a question for you in in substitution what mm. are your thoughts because i think i think i think okay so backstory once upon a time i put a poll on instagram mm. and i was asking my audience what they wanted me to talk more about, like what did yeah. they what they wanted me to give them more information on, and mm -hmm. one of the things in the in the uh, the poll uh, was uh, publishing and royalties, mm -hmm. and I put I put ways to gain fans, and I put how to promote music, and in the rankings, 
royalties and publishing was like at the bottom. Yeah. It was at the bottom and yeah. I couldn't believe it. Mm. I couldn't believe it at the yeah, very, same. that and branding, mm. that and branding. So mm. I want to get your thoughts on the whole, the, the, when it comes to indies and publishing, I think just to set the tone, I think that they're, I don't, I don't want to say struggling, mm. but there's opportunities that go beyond what they think are just their opportunities. And mm. because of that, they're not tying those knots and those loose ends yeah. to make sure that they're getting all that they're entitled to. So I'll set okay. it, start it with that. Yeah. Well, look, I don't know what it is in the US. Um, uh, it's, it's a little, I think you guys use like PRS or something exactly. like that, right? Just make yeah. sure that you pay the, the, the annual fee uh, for PRS um for live just to make sure that you're covered in 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 every aspect you yeah know? and let's um, just give some context on what that is for those because I, I know over here in the u.s they're like prs what is that yeah yeah prs is the same thing over here in the states is what we call a pro i think pro is the universal term for it no matter where uh-huh. you're at in the globe it's a pr it falls under pro pro stands for performance performance rights organization for those who don't know what the main duty of a, a performance rights organization is, that is to make sure that what artists are paid is distributed to the rightful owner. So if you are a creator of a work and you have it on digital, on, on with a digital, dis, dis, I don't know why I'm that, 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 that. digital <laughs> distribution platforms, right? If you have your music circulating, you're generating money. Mm-hmm. Now there is some complexity to how you're you're um, you're gaining you're getting that money, but at the very essence of it, you're getting money, and this PRO is responsible for making sure that you get your money. So yeah. what Tom is talking about is PRS. So for those in the UK, you already know what PRS is, but for those in the US, it's another PRO mm-hmm. like BMI or ASCAP. Yeah. Sorry, exactly. I just wanted to clarify that. No, no, uh, great. I think it's extremely useful to do so. I remember having like numerous headaches, uh, <laughs> understanding the ins and outs and which foundation we should be 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 subscribing to. And we ended up just going with everything because that's kind of some advice that we got. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, PRS, I mean, license, it's basically like licensing your creative product, you know, it's like... Um, it's like copywriting it in a way, I suppose. Um, Putting your fingerprint, your unique fingerprint on it. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I mean, before you even start releasing music, just make sure uh, that you're covered for all kind of uh, streamed or downloaded music, broadcast on TV and radio, um, performed, played in public. I think that you can get one license that covers all of that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that a lot of the... Um, some of the institutions that are set up to handle this um, seem to cross over onto one another sometimes. So there can be some confusion as to which ones to sign up to and which ones to leave out. Right. Um, Right. I mean, the value of your music, it's a, it's an asset that will be out in the world forever. So it's, if it's going to cost you 150 pounds or 200, $250 to sign up for everything, I would say it's probably worth it. Yeah. It's absolutely worth it. Exactly. (laughs) Because otherwise you might be scrambling around, well, scrambling around in admin, trying to claim money from left, right, center. And you and just, that's a headache. 
you don't want to be that's, doing that. That's going to be a headache. I know, exactly. I, I know artists out there with catalogs that extend, they're pretty extensive and they're out there and they don't have themselves registered accordingly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the, the problem is the, yes, the tools, the tools are available, but I don't even know that artists know that they're on top of just not having a full grasp of the concept in general. Yeah. I think that even once you get to that point, it's like, well, okay. Like you said, there is some overlap between who does what. So it's just knowing what to sign up for so that you're fully covered across mm-hmm. the board. And I think there's just some struggling there, but that's why we're talking about it right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we're talking about it right now because there's a lot of unclaimed money out there mm. um, and this is it you, yeah. you, wanna, you want that money to, to go to you at the end of the day you don't want it to go to whoever it might go to in case it, the, it the horror story the horror story is when a black when it, the, the PRO cannot trace back who the song belongs to there's still money there it yeah. you know the algorithm on the distribution platforms did their part yeah. you know they matched it they matched the money to where to they got the money from the subscribers based on whatever their algorithm or formula is mm-hmm. they passed it over to the powers that be yeah the powers that be have a certain way that the, they like to run the show yeah. and if you're not a part of that show <laughs> then yeah. the money that the money there it still stays there yeah. for a little bit yeah. and then after a while you know, if you don't come and you claim it, yeah, they're not just gonna sit on the money. The black yeah. box royalty is going to it's it's gonna be distributed to the top what is it, the top earners or top performers. Yeah, exactly. They're doing that across the board. So they're doing that at PRS too, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well for crazy. sure. See? Yeah. And it's and that's it. I mean, there's very smart people that work in the in the music business that are not gonna that are gonna come to some sort of deal and write some sort of contract that will allow that money that just sits there to be given to to the people that are most knowledgeable and prepared basically and it's 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 completely unfair but business is harsh and you have to come prepared for sure yes there's no um there's it's not apologetic okay and it's but it's but it's not apologetic but it also doesn't hate you either it just is you know yeah. what I mean? Like exactly. there's somewhere in that middle ground. It just, yeah. it just is. And it's, and it's like you said, Tom, it's because it's business and yeah. the show must continue. Yeah. You know, uh, I honestly, honestly, if you really think about it, if a PRO sat on a bunch of money forever and never even used it, do you know how that, that could, that could, uh, have adverse effects. People yeah. can find out about it and say, Hey, you guys are sitting all this money. You don't even do anything with it. It's not even organized. You know how many mm. people are hungry and starving yeah. and uh, <laughs> you guys are just sitting on money. And that makes yeah. their organization look bad. So they have to do something with the money. I know you're gasping, probably listening to the fact that we just said that your money gets given away. But mm. at the end of the day, again, it's not, it's not apologetic. The show must continue. So mm. make sure you register, register yourself the right way. 100 100%. I'd, I'd say to any independent artist trying to kind of get a grip on these things is to um to grab a book called uh called um everything you need to know in the music business which is just like i have that yeah i think very that, lengthy but worth it. yeah yeah but definitely i mean it's like a little bible that you can just if you're having an issue with royalties boom just pick it up and you can read everything you need to know about it basically um, yeah yeah true it's been amazing for me 
Um, so I'm sure it will be amazing for you guys when you're when you're stuck with something, which will happen often. Yeah, <laughs> every day for me. So yeah. yeah, I'm telling you, I try to tell people that like when it comes to just my entrepreneurial journey, mm. <clears throat> and it's it's uh, when I say that it's I'm not like even just speaking in in terms of just me, like because I believe that people who make music are entrepreneurs as well. They're just music entrepreneurs. It's, yeah. it's business, so you know, and you're working in it. And if it's your business and you're indie, you're an entrepreneur. Mm. Yeah. you know, at the core, the core root of things. So like in my entrepreneurial journey, it's just like, I, I get knocked down so many times. Like mm -hmm. I get knocked down like at least two or three times a day. I get knocked down so much mm -hmm. that sometimes I, I just, I don't even count it. Like, yeah. you know, like, like it doesn't, like I, it doesn't resonate with you. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Regular. Yeah. It's just regular. It's expected. At this point, I laugh at it sometimes, depending on exactly. what it is. I laugh. <laughs> Other times I might be slamming my fist on my desk, but yeah. No, I feel you, man. In a way, I think that the thick skin that you grow from trying and trying and failing and failing even better than the last time and succeeding and going through that cycle is, I mean, it's such a necessary um, experience of being, uh, being an entrepreneur and trying to kind of profit from your ideas. And the quicker that you can get used to to not seeing your failures as failures, but seeing them as part of the learning process, then, then the better. Because I know that a lot of artists that I've worked with have been pushed back on a few occasions, yeah. and then I won't hear from them for three months. And it's, it, it's, it's sad, uh, but it's like, the quicker you can get back up quicker, uh, the more consistent you will be, and, and the, the, the faster things will happen for you, basically. It's just how it happens. I mean, there's... You know what's the you got the ten thousand hour rule. Yeah. You got you just got the 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 general understanding understanding in nature that by repeating something and being consistent with something, you are learning every single time. You're learning. You're putting more more energy and effort towards whatever your goal is out there in the world. And every time you show up for it, you're putting yourself in a better position going forward. And mm -hmm. it's the failures the failures are, are where the learning points are. That's exactly. where the learning, you're going to mess up. You're going to slip, you're going to fall, but you got to get up. You have to get up and you have to keep going because you got to build that thick skin. Mm -hmm. And when you build that thick skin, it's going to carry you through a lot. So, uh, so, so just carrying, carrying along, you know, mm -hmm. um, we, we definitely blazed through our list. I mean, yeah, no, we but, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you what though. Um, although, although the the runtime won't be that long, what 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 we said? Mm. Oh man, a million dollars worth of game. Well, hopefully, yeah, million, so million dollars worth of game. Like literally, mm. in what we said just now, if someone were to take this and ingest this and break this down the right way and figure out a plan to execute on these things. It would, it would, like you said earlier, just 40% of a business mindset. And, you know, mm -hmm. this is really, we're just scratching the tip of the iceberg here mm -hmm. with the topics. I mean, there's so many different things out there. There's, there's publishing, like you've heard us talk about. There's, 
uh, metadata, which is like what I'm all the it's all the rage for me right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Metadata. Um, you know, we didn't even talk about ISRC codes. I went off mm-hmm. about that yesterday on my Instagram. Yeah, story. I saw that on your story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, there's just so many things to dive into. Oh, and freaking NFTs. Mm-hmm. NFTs. Let me get your thoughts on those, by the way, actually. Yeah. NFTs, yes or no? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's an extremely interesting space. Um, I think that the the first adopters, uh, like the NBA, for example, will definitely learn a lot, probably yeah. fail quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love it, man. It's another product of the of the internet. Um, I kind of see it as like an extension of like the collector's market sort of thing. Yes, um, absolutely opens it up to to digital artists it opens it up to um yeah to everybody that can create something visually uh i think it's a great idea um and um and i'm really interested to watch what happens uh yeah. i've literally had it on my <laughs> list, list of to to do's to to read more and look more into it yeah uh, you have to yeah because you have to because you know like everybody it's kind of like uh similar to all of the developments that we see over the years, like cryptocurrency, if people had been, right. people had been, whenever you're first to something new, you're going to get a lot from it. Um, I think. Um, so, yeah. 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 I think that they're, I, I think it's, first of all, I think it's crazy how they just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like it, the, the idea just exploded. And, yeah. and, and, and ever since it exploded, someone got like a major sale from it, who was a big artist. And then, yeah, it hit the press and everyone's like, what? Yeah. You did what? You yeah. know what I mean? And now everyone's like, wait, I, maybe I should try it. So now you have all these other big name artists that are doing the whole NFT yeah. thing. And, yeah. you know, here at the, down at the indie level, you know, artists are trying to figure out how they can be even more creative about it. You know, they yeah. have to be more creative because I think I say one of the advantages slash disadvantages of, an NFT is if you're if you already have a huge following, if yeah. you already have a very supportive following, then launching an NFT is just like a winning situation. It's yeah, easy. Yeah. It's an easier process. Yeah. And if you're someone who is on the come up and trying to establish a fan base, so that means you have to be more creative in yeah. the ways that you're gonna use the NF the NFT craze yeah. you know, to your advantage. But just in general, overall, I think mm. it's mad dope. Yeah, I yeah. Think I think it's mad dope. I've seen some NFTs out there. There's actually an NFT market. Um, shoots, uh, s- uh, somebody texted to me the other day. Hold on, I wanna, I wanna drop this, this bomb right here. Mm. This is a good one. Uh, Open C. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that? I haven't. No. Open C, it's a market where you can go and buy NFTs. I'm gonna check that out for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you get to, it's a market, it's literally a live marketplace for NFTs. Wow, yeah, you can buy and sell right there on, on Open C. There's gonna be so much, so much happening. <laughs> Crazy, yeah, man. But, yeah. but I like, I like, like we said, short, sweet, but real punchy. You know, in this episode today on Let's Talk Music, I want to thank Tom for coming out and just and just dropping these these gems with me, man. I love. I, I, I I'm gonna give my spiel like in the mm. introduction part when I when I get ready to publish this. But my spiel yeah. is always, you know, 
I only bring people up here mm. that, that know, that know yeah. what they're talking about. There's a lot of bad information yeah. floating around. Um, and I try my, I listen, and on Tom, I'm sure you can attest to this. Mm. I do my absolute best to mm. be on top of this this information as possible because I know how quick it can change. I mean, yeah. look how fast NFTs just sprung up. Things are yeah. always changing in this business. You and you have to I'll just let this be a word of advice for artists too. You have to be willing to research. Yeah. Like you heard how Tom said that he's gonna look at look look more into it. Like mm. you you have to do that. You have to be familiar with what's going on. That way curious. Then you get curious. curious, right? Mm. Took the words right out of my mouth. Mm. Have to be curious in order to 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 aid with the, the longevity portion here. Mm. You don't want to be a dinosaur, you know. You want to be out here still thinking that it's cool to put stuff on eight track tapes, mm-hmm. you know, unless you unless you have the target audience for that. You did your homework, and you know you mm-hmm. you know how to market to them. Then by mm-hmm. all means, <laughs> tap into that niche. You yeah. see what I'm saying? But 100%. you know you don't. I I I I, I, I kind of doubt it, but I could be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that might not exist, but but either way it goes, you know, um, you don't want to be a dinosaur. You want to mm-hmm. be on top of the trends. The good trends, not the bad trends, not the ones that you think are gonna work, and then they plummet, and then you're back to square one, not yeah. the healthy ones. So, mm-hmm. Tom, I thank you for your time again. Yeah, thank you. Um, let them know where they can find find you at, find uh, find the collective. Yeah, cut it all out. Yeah, man. So uh, you can find me at um, at t.s.chaplin, c h a p l i n um you can you can find the links to everything else um through me basically um the tribal website which is londontribal.com uh, and then you can find the collective um through my instagram profile uh, it's at the collective motion uh, you can find the artists that i work with on there um and yeah um feel free to shout me out anybody and i'll do my best to uh, to help wherever i can and uh and my guy keys to the game thank you very much for no having me on. it's uh it's been a pleasure i've been checking out your work for time uh and uh enjoying it and i uh, really appreciate the value that you Thanks, that you man. give back to the community man because i think it's uh it's so important that we support each other you know and that we yes. um, and that we run this kind of race side by side you know stronger in numbers Absolutely. I, mm. I, I, that's all I ever preach, man. We mm. could be in competition right now, y'all. Yeah. <clears throat> Let this thing be a, be a, be a, be a word to collaboration, but we'll talk about that in another, mm. t- at another time. Mm. But collaboration is super important. 100. Super important. You learn so much from your peers, uh, independent artists, speak to your friends, get them involved. Um, if you, if you trust somebody and you know they do it out of love, then you can definitely do some great work together. You're not on your own in this, you know. That's right. And on that note, on that note, we're done serving. <laughs>